This is the KFDM Morning Show podcast from the most watched morning team in Southeast Texas. Weather not expected to impact students uh, in this area as they head off to school this morning, but something else is, and it's causing problems, rain or shine. The Morning Show's Ian Chris reports on how a shortage of bus drivers is taking a toll on Lumberton ISD. Lumberton ISD is facing a bus driver shortage. The district is asking parents of children on five different bus routes to pick up their children if they can to take some of the load off the drivers they do have. Students say the driver shortage has been going on for weeks. They had 23 routes. Only five bus drivers were available for those routes. So and then they had to come pick up uh, kids individually just to drop them off to school. The district is trying to fill the openings by holding a transportation job fair later this month. Students hope more drivers will help make it easier for them to get to and from school. Um, it's been kind of time consuming, but I mean, just got to be patient and all, but they really should. I mean, there should be more bus drivers. Lumberton ISD declined an interview with us, but did confirm it is dealing with a bus driver shortage. Parents are left with trying to adjust. Our mom had to drop us off. And so then I started re then I started hearing about the buses, uh, the bus driver shortage. Castillo had to take a bus home that he does not usually ride. He hopes it's not like that much longer. There should be more bus drivers to um, for every route because kids got to get to school on time. Once again, Lumberton ISD will hold the transportation job fair Saturday, February 26, 9 in the morning at the transportation offices on Raider Lane. More information this morning on a suspect search for a man and woman wanted by Port Arthur police for more than a dozen counts of injury to a child. 27-year-old Dylan Wig Wiggins and 37-year-old Crystal Kerbo together facing 13 warrants for injury to a child, a first and second degree felony. We reached out to Child Protective Services who tell us they work closely with law enforcement on all cases, but especially injury to a child. In a statement, CPS tells us, quote, individuals that in injure children should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law. The risk of them injuring more children is great, unquote. Police ask anyone with information on the whereabouts of Wiggins and Kerbo to contact the Port Arthur Police Department or Crime Stoppers. You can remain anonymous and you could be eligible for a cash reward. New developments this morning in a Beaumont homicide investigation. Investigators searching for a woman they call a person of interest in a homicide. She is 24-year-old Michelle Cole. Police call her a person of interest in the homicide of Isaiah Wagner on Sunday, January 30th at Beaumont Height Apartments on Phelan near Dallin. If you have any information about Cole, you can call the Beaumont Police Department at the number on the screen. A former Beaumont federal prison warden tells us what it's like inside the Beaumont prison after it was put on lockdown Monday following a fight that left two inmates dead and two more injured. Roughly 140 federal prisons and facilities across the country were put on lockdown after information spread this was a gang altercation. Percy Pitzer, who was a warden at the same penitentiary and spent 25 years with the Federal Bureau of Prisons, tells KFDM Fox 4 that he has no detailed knowledge of this specific situation, but he did discuss the protocols in the case that something like this takes place. The inmates will stay in their cells, they'll feed them in their cells, they'll do medical in their cells, except if they have to take someone to uh, the, the inside hospital, then they will escort them there. 
for any potential tests they need. Uh, recreation may be an hour a day outside their cell. Pitzer said that the prison will stay on lockdown until the investigation into that fight is complete. Overnight, Jefferson County Sheriff's Office confirming to KFDM Fox for the death of a longtime beloved correctional officer. Deputy LaQuinton Wilson has died of complications after contracting COVID. He died Tuesday evening. Deputy Wilson served with the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office for more than 15 years. Sheriff's Office calls him a gentle giant who showed tremendous respect for co-workers and inmates alike. They say his dedication and service will all be, always be remembered and he will be missed. Deputy Wilson survived by his wife, three children, and many other relatives and friends. Funeral arrangements are pending. Deputy Wilson was from Silsby. He was 39 years old. And now, your daily weather forecast from the Southeast Texas Weather Authority. Good morning, Southeast Texas. It was about two and a half hours ago. The cold front moved through Beaumont. It came with showers and thunderstorms and a quick drop in temperatures. We're still seeing quite a bit of rain out there this morning across northwest Jefferson County, back up into southern Jasper County. Heaviest of rains right now and a couple of thunderstorms across extreme southeastern Tyler County. And of course, we'll continue to see rain scattered about throughout the course of the day today. Combine that with a northwesterly flow and we'll likely see temperatures slowly fall through the day. Let's go ahead and take a look up north. This is uh, I-35 from Waco down to Austin and San Antonio. A little bit of rain, the pink freezing rain, the purple sleet, the blue snow. So yeah, that I-35 corridor and in westward back towards San Saba and Marble Falls over towards Kerrville, seeing a little bit of everything this morning. And we'll go a little further north up into the Dallas-Fort Worth area where it is now basically sleet and snow from Plano over towards Flower Mound, back towards Denton, it's all snow, also at Fort Worth, snow. And it's, it's a big system. It continues to work its way southeastward, of course, over the course of the day today and continue uh, through the next couple of days. Woodville Middle School, 39 degrees on our market basket weather net. They've been as low as 38. Winds have gusted to 25 and they've seen uh, just a little less than a half inch of rain there. Temperature wise, Coleman Hills at 39 and they've been up and down 38, 39 for the last couple of hours. Jasper's at 42, Kirbyville's at 44, Deweyville's still at 47 degrees. And we work a little further to the south where we've got Devers in Liberty County at 40 degrees right now. 47 at Hillcrest Elementary, 49 in Bridge City, and still 50 in Shangri-La over in Orange. So again, temperatures will continue to slowly fall. Big picture shows again the satellite and radar imagery over the last six hours with the development of the showers and storms overnight. The front moved through and it continues to march eastward and then back to the west. You've got that mix of frozen precipitation up and down the I-35 corridor with snow setting up now just to the northwest of Dallas. Bigger picture, you can see how expansive this system is stretching from west Texas all the way back up through portions of the Mississippi and Ohio River Valley back up towards Lake Erie. So this is a very large system that continues to bring some very cold air to the midsection of the country. As a matter of fact, across the state this morning, Amarillo's at six degrees. Brownsville has dropped 15 degrees in the last 45 minutes. And here in Beaumont, of course, we're still into the 40s, one of the warmer spots across the state. But as we take a look ahead, rain in the forecast, certainly through the course of the day today. By this afternoon, those rains do start to taper off just a little bit. Still a little bit of rain possible tonight as temperatures will remain above freezing, so we believe it will be all rain. But by the time we head towards Friday morning, as temperatures get a little bit colder, 
there's that little bit of moisture right along the coast, it is not impossible to see a few sleet pellets. Although I think there will be very little impacts as far as road conditions go. Might be a little bit of rain mixed in with sleet early Friday morning. Cloud cover lingers until Friday evening, so again, temperature's not going to move much on Friday. And then as the skies clear Friday night to Saturday, we'll be looking at mostly sunny skies, and also that means a pretty chilly weekend here across southeast Texas. Big picture, the next weather maker, we're seeing the trough of low pressure will continue to move through the area through the course of the day today and into Friday. By the time Saturday rolls around, that first trough moves out. Here comes another trough from the Pacific Northwest, and as we head from Sunday into Monday, that will bring back some cloud cover, but the moisture slow to return. So at this point, we think it's just clouds for Monday, no real rain chances. By the time you wake up tomorrow morning, look at Amarillo, one degree below zero. Here in Beaumont, temperatures could be into the lower 30s. And for Saturday morning, how about the middle and upper 20s in the lakes? right around 30 along the I-10 corridor. And of course, we take a look at your temperature forecast for the next several nights, staying in the upper 20s or 30s all the way through the middle part of next week. So let's take a look at your forecast this afternoon. And of course, those temperatures will continue to slowly fall. I think this afternoon will be into the middle and upper 30s into the lakes. Northwest winds gusting close to 30 miles an hour. And in the triangle, 42 Deweyville, Lumberton and Sour Lake, 43 Beaumont, 44 in Port Arthur. Your extended forecast over the next seven days after tomorrow it really stays pretty quiet through the middle part of next week. Temperatures slowly rebounding, but still going to be looking at some very chilly overnight lows. Of course, the coldest morning at this point right now looks to be Sunday morning. Thanks for listening. Join us again tomorrow for the KFDM Morning Show podcast.